Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's time to go through our predictions for AEW Revolution 2024. I am Luke Owen, DAD. I'm joined by Tempest. Welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast. Please do press the subscribe button, give us a little thumbs up, and leave a comment down below with your predictions for AEW Dynamite. We were just talking before we came on AEW Mike. Dynamite? Yeah, you know... Predictions for AW Dynamite next week. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, those post-pay-per-view Dynamites <laughs> are always a mixed bag. Yeah, they haven't announced anything yet, but hey, leave your wild predictions of what you think is going to happen on Dynamite next week. Uh, but of course, AEW Revolution. Uh, yeah, we were just talking before we came on uh, Mike for this that I'm excited for the show, man. I have not been this into a card for an AEW pay-per-view in many a moon. And even more excitedly... I don't know who's going to win a lot of these matches. There are some that I might feel more strongly about than others, but a lot of these matches I feel can go either way. Yeah, I think there is a certainly some of those mid-card matches, those mid-card title matches, could swing either way. I'm pretty confident on some of them, mm-hmm. but like I've got some questions about the main events. Uh, certainly the tag match mm-hmm. with, uh, for the tag titles and a couple of other things on the card. I'm looking at being like, huh. And I kind of feel often with AEW pay-per-views, when we do these prediction shows, I'm kind of nailed on with what I'm going to say when I come into the room. Yeah. But I feel like this this is one of those rare times where I've come in for an AEW prediction show where I'm like, huh, I think I do, but I might change my mind while we're recording. I can be swayed depending on what we say leading up to our actual pick. Absolutely. And there's nine matches currently announced. Uh, we were just speculating then where they could add a 10th match if they wanted to do something around the TBS title. But I'm sure we'll get some buy-in matches. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it, I'd imagine there'll be three buy-in matches announced by the time the collision has finished. But as it currently stands following Dynamite, there are nine matches. I think this is probably our main card mm-hmm. that we're looking at here. Maybe the All-Star Scramble match gets moved to the pre-show. I mean, Jericho's on that. Jericho's not wrestling on a pre-show. That's a very good point. I did not think of that. Um, and there, there could be something around the TBS title that kind of depends on Julia Hart or they could just announce a, a triple threat with Statlander, Sky and Willow for a number one contendership maybe because yeah, you were saying that I think Julia Hart's injured right? That's why she hasn't been on TV very much as of late. She's been dealing with an injury since the Abaddon match at World's End so it really depends on her status whether I think 
we get a TBS championship match in this pay-per-view because I think they've very clearly been setting up a four-way, but it's whether we actually have the ability to have that match. Absolutely. Well, let's go through what we do have, and we'll kick things off with Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong for the International Championship. Uh, I'll kick things off. I'm going Roddy on this one. I think Roddy captures that belt. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed this second run with Orange Cassidy with this belt, but I feel like this feud is kind of cold at the moment, despite the fact I loved that Matt Taven match. It was way better than it had any like, need to be. But yeah, I'm kind of a bit cold on this at the moment, and I feel like the kingdom need a bit of boost. Yes. I think that is the reason, because I'm going for Roderick Strong in this one as well. I have enjoyed Orange Cassidy's second run here, and there's been a little bit of a storyline thread with him becoming a little bit more focused in on this as opposed to his friends around him and things like that. You can tell there's some frustrations growing in the best friends, and I'm thinking maybe whatever happens in this match can start to unravel that story a little bit because I completely agree. They really need some sort of spark in the Undisputed Kingdom to yeah. keep them going because this this angle and this faction has just done nothing for nobody, it feels like. And I say that. You've got the Ring of Honor tag titles in there and, you know, Wardlow's in another match on this show, but they really need something to give them a boost. And I think the best thing you can hope for at the moment is Roderick Strong having a title and being able to go out there and remind everyone why he is one of the best bell-to-bell -bell wrestlers in the world. Yeah, I think they really do need something. I think the thing that still winds me up on this one is the, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang literally got together because of their joint frustrations with the Undisputed Kingdom and have not interacted with them since. Nope. And I have many feelings about the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, none of which are particularly appropriate <laughs> for this setting, as they currently do not have a match on this show. Nope. I thought we might have gotten a trio's title unification match, but that's yeah. just never come about. Oh, man, I thought for sure that's where we were heading. Yeah. So to separate all that stuff from the Roderick Strong and Undisputed Kingdom bit... I think this match, I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, maybe this is like uh, the cool down match or whatever. It's like, you people are out of your minds. <laughs> yeah. Roderick Strong is a player. Plus OC. And Orange Cassidy. You're going to go to the bathroom during an Orange Cassidy match? That's your fault. <laughs> That's your mistake. Uh, up next for the Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. If Danielson loses, he has to shake Eddie Kingston's hands. This was another one I very much struggled to come up with who I thought was going to win this because, of course, Eddie Kingston beat Brian Danielson in the Continental Classic. So mm -hmm. you'd think maybe now this is a good time for Danielson to get his win back. Maybe that allows them to extend this story a little bit further. They, of course, could do that one way or the other. But I'm going to go with Eddie on this one because I think the more interesting beat in this story is forcing Danielson to have to shake his hand. And then, I mean, we saw it with the Jericho feud with Eddie Kingston a couple of years ago. It's more interesting when you have to shake his hand and they're like, I simply won't. Yeah. And then they have to come to grips with the, the consequences of those actions. So I think Eddie Kingston winning is the best avenue to get there. We saw on the Dynamite show leading up to this that Danielson choked him out, um, ducked the back fist, hit the knee plus, did the steppies, and then just like proper choked him out for it. So mm -hmm. he got the win over Kingston going into the show. So it kind of lines Kingston up for the win here. I also think it's just Danielson likes putting people over. Yeah. Like, if there's one thing that Danielson really likes doing, it's losing mm -hmm. and, and, and like making other people 
people look really good. I'm also going with Eddie on this one. I kind of got a bit of a theory running through my head of what you do with Eddie after this, based on the interaction you have with the Young Bucks, mm. um, which we're recording this before we do the Dynamite show, but maybe I'll go into that in a bit more detail on that Dynamite show. Of what I can kind of vision in my head for, for Eddie, who seemingly looks to be starting something with the Bucks coming out of Revolution. But we'll talk about that a little time. I'm really looking forward to this, though. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect uh, psychology of they lost on the go-home show, therefore they're winning. Yeah. And that psychology has flip-flopped a lot over the years, but this will be the test. This will be the test to see if we are going back to the good old ways. I'm super, super excited for that match. I'm super excited for, like, all these matches. Honestly, look it up and down the card. Yeah. You look at this and you just say, like, what's going to be your show-stealing match? And, like, oh, Will Ospreay and Konosuke Takeshita. How's that not a five-star banger? Yeah. But then how are you going to argue against Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson or the main event or this tag match, which probably will be the main event. So I'll say the world title match or the tag match or there's so many. We are. It's an embarrassment of riches, this card. Uh, on that note, Christian Cage takes on Daniel Garcia for the TNT Championship. You had a bit of a worry that this was going to be a three-way, I think, with with uh, Copeland. Well, I wasn't necessarily worried that we were going to get a three-way because I still very much enjoyed, you know, I would enjoy that match. My worry was that, oh, we're going to essentially get some form of the exact same setup angle that we got in the world title picture. I see. And it was like, oh, that might feel a little bit samey, but that's not what we're getting here. So it hasn't bothered me uh, as much as it could have. I think this could be a very interesting match because Christian Cage and the TNT title have been married since the beginning of last summer, and it has done wonders for the man. I don't know what it was about just giving him a belt, but that completed whatever character he had. And I don't know if you can take that away from him right now. I'm sure he would still do fantastically without it. But at the same time, I'd really like to see Daniel Garcia get a big win. Yeah. It feels like kind of his time to ride this little wave of momentum he's had coming off of a poor, quote unquote, showing in the Continental Classic, getting that pin at the end, the win at World's End, getting the win in the cage match against the House of Black. This feels like the next progression for him to really show why he is a player in AEW, why he can be a mid-card champion and maybe someday even better than that but it's really tough to look at christian cage and go like yeah now's the time to beat him particularly with copeland will be coming back looking for revenge like i'm really glad copeland's not on this show because i think you want to make the concerto feel like that proper injury angle write him off tv for a bit so i'm glad that he's not on the show because that was my worry is that he would do the concerto and then be back two weeks later to lay down the challenge i'm really glad it's garcia here but i think it's cage to get the win and you to build to that Copeland rematch where Copeland maybe wins the title and maybe you could do Copeland and Garcia because Garcia's whole point on his promo last week was I think I had have beaten you and I hope that the next time we have a match it is for the TNT championship mm -hmm. honestly I maybe it's just because I want to spice things up I'm gonna go with Garcia to win here not for any super confident reasons, but I think you can still have just as much heat on the Christian and Copeland feud without the title and then give Daniel Garcia something to do where maybe he's then the open challenge champion mm. if Orange Cassidy potentially loses on this show. And I think that gives 
Garcia something to do, and I could very much see Copeland coming out and being the reason that Christian loses the belt and this match on this show. And I just like to have a different prediction from you sometimes. That is also good. If you'd like to have different predictions from us, you can challenge us against our predictions by signing up for Wrestle League. There's a link for that in the video description down below. It is a free service to sign up for. There are hundreds of other players in this, and it's very simple. You just predict the show. You get a point for a right answers. You don't get a point if you get it wrong. And then you compete against that, and there's prizes to be won. Uh, I'm currently doing very well. Yeah, I, you're you're leading the office yeah, at the moment by one. I won. I had a great rumble. At a perfect chamber. I am I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. Uh, let's go to uh, another title match here, the Women's World Championship, Timeless Tony Storm versus Diana Perrazzo. I think this is probably one of the easier ones to predict on this card. Diana Perrazzo is a very good wrestler, but I have not seen any particular reason why she needs to be the one to beat Timeless Tony Storm at this juncture. And, of course, you have to consider that in just a few weeks, we've got, potentially, Mercedes Monet coming in, and you probably want the biggest star possible to be the champion for when that happens. And there just simply isn't anyone in the women's division right now as big of a star as Tony Storm. Yeah, I think I'm going to storm on this one as well. I'd love it to be Perazzo to be a surprise, mm -hmm. but I, I do think that it's a storm to retain. Also, I don't know if Miss, if Monet comes in and goes straight into the world title picture or you just put her into a, a dream match feud, for example. Probably with Britt Baker, that's what they tend to do with people coming in. Um, but like that's the way you bring Britt back as well and you run that for a little bit. But I think Storm's so over. Yeah. The gimmick is so over. And I actually think there's still more story to tell with these two following on from this match that giving Storm the win here to build to a potential rematch I think is the right move. Maybe they do a rematch at Big Business in some sort of like no DQ, lights out, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and have that be sort of like, hey, we're really going to shine a light on how great our women's division is right now. Here's yeah, yeah. a big women's championship match. Put it in the main event. Have them tear the house down and have Mercedes show up earlier in the show. Watch that match. Do a face-to-face -face with Tony Storm afterwards and just be like, hey, just so you know, I'm coming. I think that would be how I would do things. Yeah. But one way or the other, I just think this whole division looks a little bit better right now with Tony Storm as champion. I agree. Uh, FTR take on Blackpool Combat Club of Moxley and Claudio. I loved the match they had on TV two weeks back. And now they're going out on pay-per-view. Oh, these two teams are going to beat the piss out of each other. I am so excited. <laughs> My worry when I saw that match announced at Dynamite was like, oh, but I wanted it at the pay-per-view. And then they did the match and I was like, oh, I still get that. Hooray. I think they'll do the tease of the time limit draw again mm. because that's they had the time limit draw that's led to this pay-per-view match. I wonder if they go to the wire and one of them gets the pin. Kind of in the same way the Moxley just beat dax before the, the before the bell mm -hmm. uh in there before the time that it expired uh, the week previous to that i think it's a very good shout i think this they've done that sometimes where and i'm going way back to the start of this company i remember when hangman page and kip sabian had like a 19 minute and 30 minute or er, and 30 second match and everyone's like i don't know if this match needed to go <laughs> that long because it was right after the darby <laughs> allen and cody time limit draw at the first fighter fest yeah so it's like we can do this whatever be careful oh the time limit and everyone's like yeah but hangman really should just win this match in 12 minutes yeah 
This match, I think, is much more apt for that, where you have the time limit with these two guys, and maybe, yeah, they go 19 minutes and 30 seconds or whatever the pay-per-view time limit's going to be. If it's like 29 minutes, I, that might stretch it a little bit. But I think there's so much then to play with because of what they've already done previously. And this is one where I don't know who's going to win. You'd think, and this is me jumping ahead a little bit, you're thinking about what's going to happen with the tag titles in the what I believe to be the main event, and you're thinking about maybe setting up something for future challengers for whoever's going to win that, and the logical first step might be to go with the Young Bucks and FTR again, because that's always a hot match, but at the same time, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli going for the tag titles is also very appealing to me. Especially going into the EVPs of the company. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fun there. The idea of they came across to find a better place and create a better workplace for everyone. And what they've just found are these two dickheads at the top of the company. And now they're the tag champs. Oh, the more you're saying it, the more you're <laughs> yeah. convincing me that I want this match to go that way. Yeah. Especially when you consider that it looked like FTR had the match won or were on the verge of hitting the shatter That's machine right, yeah. when they or the big rig. When this time limit expired the first time. Maybe that means that they come back around and have, you know, Moxley and, and Claudio be the ones to to pull the match off in the end in this one. So you're going with BCC? I think I will. I'm going to go FTR. It's fun. Just for a little bit, bit of difference, bit of spice. Yeah, I feel like FTR. And I think it is off the back of that. They nearly got them last time. Maybe this is the time they just get them. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm sticking with FTR on that one. Half this card could go either way. I love it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We've also got, I think this one's probably a bit more uh, uh, nailed on, uh, but it's Will Ospreay versus Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, straight singles match. It's the Don Callis family. I feel like this is the, either the start or the actual conclusion of Osprey splitting away from the Don Callis family. I completely agree. I don't know if it's just, yeah, you just do the match, Will wins, and that sets up tensions, or if it is literally at this point we do this, mm-hmm. or do you wait until Carl Fletcher is able to get back from his visa issues or Mark Davis is ready and then you can put the United Empire on TV. But I think Will wins here, right? I would have to imagine. They could do a swerve because Will Ospreay is so good that he could be seen as bulletproof that he could lose his first match and it's like, oh, what a shock. He doesn't win his debut? This guy who's supposedly the best in the world but he is so good that they can kind of recover from that. But I think Will Ospreay's going to win this match. The real prediction is how many stars this is yeah, going to get. Right. I think five is the, the floor for it. So I'm very much looking forward to this I'm match. I'm so stoked for this match. When they announced it, I was like, and it was this last week of Dunkhouse was like, I'm going to have a match with the family because I was so worried it was going to be Jericho to Kester. Mm-hmm. That was my real concerns where we were heading. Or like a handicap match or Jericho finds another tag partner or something. It was like, oh no, it's going to be Osprey. And I was like, oh! Oh, that's way better. <laughs> oh, I'm way more into that idea. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked for this match. Yeah. There's always the chance that Takeshita could get the win here because they seem to put him over in really big matches, whether it's Jericho or Omega or whatnot. And that, that's not really built to anything. Like he's not gotten a world title match or anything like that to kind of pay that off. So maybe they want to keep that momentum going is kind of the devil's advocate argument for the other side. But I do think Will has taken this one. I think, Will, the only argument I could give for Takeshita winning is to further that split from the Callis family of, like, mm-hmm. Don Callis like, screws Will out of the match. Yeah. Like, that's the only other reason I could I could give. That would be the argument I would give for Takeshita to win, but I'm pretty certain Osprey's winning. Speaking of world title matches, though, no longer the Meet Madness match because of, well, they, Tony Khan says injuries. I wonder if it's tied into that CMLL uh, story that's going on at the moment. Maybe. Like, like Hechicera was supposed to be part of this match um, or something along those lines. But instead, what we've got is the all-star scramble. It's Chris Jericho versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus Hook versus Brian Cage versus TBA and TBA. Uh, one of them is already kind of confirmed because they taped Rampage mm-hmm. already. We won't do that here to not give any Rampage spoilers. And then it's either Penta, Brian Keith, and... Who's the third guy? I can't remember who the other one is now. I think it's Dante Martin on Collision. Sounds about right. Because it's Matt Seidel and someone going for it on Rampage. Mm. Yeah. I think this I think this Wikipedia page might be wrong. Brian Keith. Brian <laughs> Keith. I'm the biggest Brian Keith fan in the world. Give me Brian Keith on pay-per-view showing out. I, I'm also kind of advocating for Brian Keith because I think that's a really interesting, as someone new, that's someone a bit different. But, you know, the gimmick of this show is it should always be Penta. And if you get a show with it's got no CML talent on it, then like, let's get Penta on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no one else around, we can put Penta on this show. So this is for a world title match. Mm-hmm. 
they've basically set up Wardlow to kind of win this. He had the big promo on Dynamite a couple of weeks ago about how he's coming for the world title. But there are some, you know, other names are in there. Hook's obviously been involved in the world title scene. Jericho hasn't had a big win on pay-per-view seemingly for ages. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Like, but he's the guy I'm, I've got kind of him and Cage have got kind of low down the list of people yeah. here. But I think I'm pretty pegged on Wardlow getting the win. I think that's probably a good shout because I'm probably going to take Samoa Joe to retain, spoilers, in this world title three-way. So you look at what you could do with that coming out in the list of different potential winners of this scramble match and the War Joe rematch. Mm-hmm. Harkening back to a year ago, yeah, yeah. at the very least has something to work with there, whereas all the other ones, I'm just like, yeah, that'd be a good match. Samoa Joe and Chris Jericho, I'm sure that would be good. Samoa Joe and Lance Archer, do hook again, Brian Cage, etc. They all seem like fine matches, but if I'm trying to put together what makes the best story, it's probably Wardlow. And I wouldn't have expected to say that until very recently, but that promo really did a lot for this guy. I was about to say, like, the... the the undisputed undisputed kingdom. Yep. I keep kind of calling them either the United Kingdom or the United Empire. I've, got, I've really got to work out my tongue with that one. The kingdom. I was like, you know, the, as a faction feel ice cold, and even Wardlow felt kind of ice cold. And then he just cut one promo, and I was, I was like, oh, well, this group's doing wonders for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one promo was, was fantastic. Yeah, I would have had him pegged on to win the Meat Madness match. Yeah. You know, so if this is basically that match repurposed, I would probably still imagine that he would win this match. It's funny to me. They keep doing these big multi-man things and they've just kind of forgotten that the face of the revolution thing ever was a thing at revolution. I get, well, you know, maybe they've lost the sonic ring. Maybe that's it. Yeah. The big brass ring. It, it, you can only grab it so many times. They, they, couldn't, they can't find it in the warehouse. And I was like, I left it here somewhere. It's underneath one of these boxes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just an all-star scramble match. Uh, we've got two more matches to cover here. One of them is for the AEW World Championship. We'll do that first, and then we'll do the tag match, because I agree. I think the tag match will be the main event. But it is a triple threat for Samoa for the AEW World Championship. Samoa Joe defends against Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Oh, I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm so excited for this match. Yeah. Like, when I saw that first Dynamite of the Year from Daly's Place, and it was like, here's your world title scene for the first few months of the year, I was like, oh, I love this company again. Because there are not two wrestlers right now that I am more in love with than Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. And I'll tell you right now, Samoa Joe's not that far behind because every time he comes out, does anything, I'm like, he's so cool. Mm -hmm. He's so awesome. Why couldn't he have been booked well his entire career? It's a bad thing. Just like two years ago, he was stood there in a poncho while they were waiting for rain to clear at WrestleMania. It's mad. And here he is, the world champion of the rifle promotion. I thought this era of Samoa Joe's career was behind him. Absolutely, exactly. Really did. And here he is. A highlight of the show every time you see him. Just the epitome of what a world championship ass kicking heels should be. He just says like three lines an episode. That's all it is. Doesn't have long 20 minute promos. Just goes out there, says his three things. And they're like, oh, all three of those things were great. Yep. And so I don't think I would take the belt off of him yet. I think that 
in some different world, because my agenda that I'm putting out into the universe is the main event of Full Gear this year is Hangman and Swerve for the world title a year removed from their crazy Texas death match. However, I'm like, how do you, how do you get there? Whatever. The money coming out of this show is going to be whatever happens between Hangman and Swerve. Yeah. It's going to be one of them costs the other the match, or they both cost each other the match at different points, and one way or another, their hatred for one another keeps them both from winning the title, and Samoa Joe retains. We had an ultra chat in on a Dynamite show, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, that I have not been able to get out of my head, which is the closing to this match is a repeat of when he first won the world title, which is the buck show up at ringside, give him the nod of approval, and then he hits the buckshot and wins. Oh. And I keep thinking of that, and it's like, and if he hits the buckshot and he pins Swerve Strickland, and that's how Paige wins the world title, spoilers, the Bucks then win the tag titles in the main event, he elites running the company. Ooh, it's yeah, tasty. Isn't it, though? Like, uh, someone said that. I was like, that's brilliant. I love it so much. And mm -hmm. I've not been able to get it out of my head. And I've, I'm picking Hangman Page to win. <laughs> <laughs> and three weeks ago, I was like, oh, he's the one who's getting pinned. Mm -hmm. He's in this match to get pinned. Like, that's the... that's the You don't want a pin swerve now, and you don't want uh, to, Joe to lose the belt. You put Page in there, because Page don't lose anything from getting pinned. He is bulletproof in that way. Now I'm like, no, I'm putting the belt on him. Like, I'm... People are like, no, it's too early for Joe to lose the belt, which I get. But we haven't had a short world title run in AEW. Yeah. So, like, you know, to spice things up a little bit, maybe that could be on the cards. Yeah, I'm going with Hangman Page. It's bold. It's bold. It's bold, but you know what? <laughs> if it happens that way, I I would be so into it. I'd, so, I'd be in love with that as an angle. <laughs> I love this corrupting hatred for Swerve that will have driven Hangman Page to neglect his values. It's so in line with this character, and I'm sure it'll all come back around with Hangman saying that he, he felt horrible afterwards and, you know, all the things that make him a great character. But in that moment, what a heel turn. Oh, and then I just think, and when Kenny comes back. And you can rekindle some Hangman Kenny stuff. Babyface Kenny going against the EVP Bucks. The, the good EVP of the trio. Yeah, I don't know, man. I said that's... AEW is often at its best when it's focused on the elites. <laughs> My favorite times of watching AEW is when it is BTE on television. Kind of, yeah, and I can have Swerve as a character in there and Joe as a character in there. Because if... Page pin swerve. Joe didn't want this to be a three-way. He could be pissed off at the championship committee for making an error in making this a three-way. Gives him some spice and some anger. I think Page winning feels like it's, it's the good outcome here. But there's really also convincing me. But there's great outcomes if Joe retains. And there's great outcomes if Swerve retains. Because really, you're right. Like the heat of this is going to be Page and Swerve coming out of it. Yeah. Regardless of the finish. That's the the big money feud. I am so into all of the different possibilities for the finish of this match, all for completely different but very much equal reasons. Yeah. And that makes it just oh so exciting. Yeah. I'm just going to be on the edge of my seat being like, which version of this are we <laughs> going to get? And how is it going to be better than the other two? I love it. And that brings us to our main event. It is the final match in the 
storied career of one Sting. Sting and Darby Allen defending the tag titles against the young bucks of Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. I... They attacked his kids. You know, they left Sting laying. His dad has just passed away. So you're like... Do you want to beat Sting now? <laughs> like it's you've kind of really set this up for Sting to win his final match. But the Bucks at the moment, I love these characters. I love the presentation. I love what they're doing. I feel like it's the Bucks win here. The first people to pin Sting in AEW. Oh, it would be a horrible heel way to end the show for Sting's Ryman, but hot dog i think this match is i mean obviously this match is going to be 18 minutes of crowd brawling yeah. and then some stuff in the ring sting will jump off a balcony but here's my big bold prediction for this match sting ain't wearing a t-shirt this is singlet sting stinglets this is what get, <laughs> so we got there that's what we're getting in this match this is not t-shirt era but I, I'm going with the Bucks to win the tag belts. I think that is a good shout. I can't imagine that Sting will have had this entire three-year run and not put anyone over at the end of it. The story leading into it very much makes me think otherwise, that he really should go out on top and he deserves it and all this. But I think the right thing to do and all that probably does come around on this one. Mm -hmm. I think that... If anybody is going to get elevated by this, it's the hottest team in the company right now that can just have this be the new thing where they did an interview this week where I think it was Nicholas Jackson says, we're having fun again. And we weren't for a long time. You, I can tell that, Nicholas. I've been watching the I show. I wonder bud. why. <laughs> I wonder what was causing so much animosity and everything. But... This is the new launching point for the Young Bucks, oh, and we just said everything that could happen in this world title match as well. And if the, the closing angle, the closing shot of this pay-per-view is tag team champion Young Bucks and Hangman Page world champion in the middle, there's a new launching point for the new hot angle of your, the rest of your year practically. But at the same time, I have to imagine the closing shot of this is probably going to be Sting getting a standing ovation. That's what I'd imagine. You know, His after music a hard plays fought, out. Yeah, a hard fought effort. It's difficult to say, but I'm going to go with the Young Bucks on this one. I think if not, you just have to have them vacate the tag titles, and that's just not going to be as neat and tidy a way to move on to the next thing than if the Young Bucks just win. Yeah. But. One way or the other, it's going to be a special, special match. Yeah, I, I think you're also right as well. Sting does the big dive off the balcony. I think this is going to be a really fun match because, I mean, the Bucks, you're right, are on fire at the moment and they do feel rejuvenated because bloody hell have we needed this from the Bucks for a while. Like, we have needed them to feel like they give a crap mm -hmm. and they feel like they do give a crap again so i'm looking to them to really do some great work in this match them and darby can do some great stuff in this match and sting as well he did all of his fun no sell spots i just need sting to play the hits like, yeah that's, that's what i need from this match and i'm real 
Really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah. I feel incredibly fortunate that we got to see Sting at Wembley Stadium this past year. It was the match that I came away with, the biggest smile on my face, and it was because even after all those years as a fan, I got to see Sting wrestle live for the first time. Yeah. And I feel very, very fortunate to have gotten to do that with his retirement match coming up here. A way to cap off an incredible career, and one I'm very much glad he got to end on his own terms. Do you think he comes out to seek and destroy I want him to come out to uh, a man called Your Sting. Man called Sting. <laughs> I was trying to think, it's like, who has the rights to that? Is it is it Jimmy Hart? Can they contact Jimmy Hart to get the rights off of him? I have no idea. <laughs> but if you want to pop me, that's how you do it. <laughs> well, there you go. Those are our predictions for the currently announced nine matches on this card. Please do give a uh, comment down below with your predictions for this show. We'll see you on Monday for our full review of this uh, pay-per-view as well, which I am super, super looking forward to. Let us know how excited you are for it in the comments as well. We will see you then. Thank you so much for watching. Please do press the subscribe button. If it's your first time here, you've made this far and you haven't already, give us a thumbs up as well. I don't know if it helps the algorithm, but YouTube asks us to tell you, so... Do it. See if it actually does make a difference. We'll see you soon. I've been Lee Kane. D-A-D. That has been Tempest. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.